recording here. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Hey guys, welcome to Doing Big Things. I'm Brett McDermott, your host, and this is a very special day. It's actually our very first episode. And every week I'm going to be speaking with on the up and coming entrepreneurs that are doing big things. And I'm going to try and find out what their habits are, their systems and their mindset that's allowing them to move forward with their lives in a powerful way. Now, I'm beyond elated to have a good friend on today who is definitely doing big things. He started out as a dog walker when he moved to New York City many years ago. He then quickly became one of the most successful real estate agents in town. And he's recently focused his efforts on building a $10 million, that's right, you heard it correct, $10 million real estate portfolio with his real estate fund, LVL Group. His name is Evan Rugen. You can find him on TikTok or Instagram as Bowery Boy. And I'm really excited to have you on as a guest, my man. How are you doing? Very good. And, and before we forget, Bowery Boy, like Soldier Boy, B-O-I. The, the, correct. The B-O-I was taken. Let, um, lest we not forget the Bowery boy with the B-O-Y. Does he actually post content or no? Is, is I've messaged him probably over 15 times to buy the username. <laughs> no response ever. <laughs> oh, ever. I've gone through the same thing with brettmcdermott.com. He doesn't use yeah. it at all. It reroutes to his LinkedIn page. It infuriates me, but I can't buy it off of him. You just got to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all good, man. I, I like it. It's like a little, a little spice. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm Excellent. good, man. Um, Love it. Yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, renovations going on, a lot of acquisitions. So just um, a lot, a lot of balls in the in the in the air. But hey, that's it. You are a master juggler, my friend. Always have been. Uh, I guess yeah. just give the audience a quick rundown of you know who you are and and where you're from and, and what you're focused on building right now. Yeah. So my name is Evan Rugen. Again, thank you for the incredible intro, Brett. That was awesome. Hey, it's all true. Um, yeah. Um, I'm originally from upstate New York, which is where I am right now. I'm actually in an LVL property. Um, I initially, like Brett said, started as a, a dog walker in New York City. I met an elderly couple. Uh, I exchanged my services for room and board. Um, I lived with them for about six months, woke up every morning, walked their dogs, watered the plants, made breakfast, went to work selling real estate. And of course, I'm 19 and selling a product in which, and in a, in a town in which I'm unfamiliar. So, probably the worst real estate agent ever. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, would go home, walk the dogs, make dinner, water the plants. I'm 19 at the time. I feel like I'm just like, you know, I'm a 19 year old. Yeah. It's a, it's a 19, 20 year old playland. And yeah, I'm, I'm sort of sure. trapped in this apartment on the Upper West Side. So I did that for as long as humanly possible. I think I moved in in May, moved okay. out in March of 2015. So about six months. Okay. Moved into a shared shared uh, shared space in East Harlem with with three other uh, gentlemen, and um, just kept doing sublease to sublease. And my real estate career grew, and the accounts grew. And um, uh, I was an agent from 2014 until uh, really 2020, full time, every day, seven days a week. Excellent. COVID hit. Yeah, COVID hit, and uh, for the first time in life, I'm 25. I get to reflect in life. I'm like, what do I? What do I want to do? And and the idea of syndication and and uh, being a fund manager was always very attractive to me, and I wasn't bringing as much value as I wanted to to the real estate transaction. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I I formally launched LVL during during COVID of of 2020. I'd already purchased a home that was under renovation, um, and since then we've we've purchased about 20 
um, single family and multifamily homes uh, in the Hudson Valley, which is about three hours north of New York City. Unbelievable story, man. So in seven years time from, from dog walker to the leader of a real estate funds uh, yeah. with over $10 million in holdings. I mean, that's pretty cool, man. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate but, it. Yeah, it's, it's inspiring stuff. It, it just shows that, you know, I think people sometimes, as Tony Robbins said, you know, they, they overestimate what they can do in a year, but they probably underestimate what they can do in that five to 10 year span. Oh, you really can do almost yeah. anything you want in 10 years yeah. and, and, and you're, you're living proof of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, listen, making the jump from full-time agent to investor is a pretty scary one. I mean, the truth yeah. of the matter is, is like most real estate agents go through a majority of their careers helping other people buy and sell real estate but they don't own any of their own. That's a majority of agents out there. Um, you know, when did you know in this transition from agent to investor that, that you were onto something big? Um, when did I know that I was onto something big? I don't know. Sure. Maybe, maybe it hasn't, it, I don't know if it's hit me yet. Um, I, I, I thought you were going to go in a different way with that question. I thought you were going to ask, like, when did you know it was right to, to, to jump? Sure. Let, let, let's go with that then. When did you know it was right to stop helping people buy and sell and instead start buying on your own? Yeah, I mean, um, really just, you know, the, the idea of being an agent, I, I loved it. You met so many incredible people. You interact with so many from the super to the $100 million real estate developer. You know, you, sure. you interact with such a multitude of people, but... I was in Florida during COVID and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, and I was staying with a guy who was a syndicator, a fund manager, and he was completely running his business from Florida. And I'm like, oh, wow, you're not tethered to a certain area. This is right. really, really attractive. Um, so that was, that was one. And our first project we purchased for, for 50,000, um, we did $150,000 worth of renovations and it reappraised for 400,000. So I'm like, oh, wow, like, you know, this was just one transaction. If we're able to do this at scale, I'm able to add way more value to, um, you know, to, 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 to myself and, and empower so many more people. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's never the right time. You just, you just got to right. go for it. I know it's extremely cliche, but, you know, you just got to obviously have six months of savings, but you just got to go all in and, and, and figure it out later on. Yeah, I love it. But let's just like dive into the business just a little bit so people more fully understand like, you know, what does the fund look like right now? Like as far as like process goes and like what's the, the value that you guys are bringing to the marketplace right now? Yeah, yeah. So I operate uh, in an area uh, in upstate New York. So I, like I said, I'm originally from this area. I moved to New York City. Um, I've been there, you know, for six, seven years. and I never really left. I was in New York you know, every single day. Sure. And I would start running into people and like, oh, I'm going upstate this week. I'm going to Hudson. I'm going to Cairo. And I'm like, why? Why are you going up there? <laughs> like, 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 because I, I just hadn't been since I left. Sure. And um, I, I got, I went back and I saw the, the real shift and I saw, you know, Warren Street and Hudson, as you know, it's extremely popular. And I started running into people I knew from Manhattan. And, um, yeah, it was a really clear market fit. I'm like I'm from this area. I already know a few people to 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 launch something. So, sure. When we first launched in an area I'm familiar with. Um, you know, the the goal in business is, you know, you don't want to have competition. You right. don't want to have um that, that that's another thing with being a real estate agent. It's like there's so many other people are doing it. It's so fierce. 
Oh, sure. Um, I think there's like 40,000 agents in New York City alone. So boy, you bet you better be on top of your game. <laughs> yeah, com competing for, for the same things. It's like, I wanted to do something that, you know, I didn't have as much competition and there's not a lot of people sourcing off market deals in, in this sure. market. So we created a platform that um, sources off market, off market deals through a variety of different ways, you know, sort of machine learning of when a, someone is likely to sell sure. or, you know, tax delinquents, tax foreclosures, and then also financing in, in, in interesting ways, you know, subject to, which means it's my attorney. So I'm going to call him back. Um, busy man, busy man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoke to him too. Um, yeah, subject to assuming mortgages, seller finance, and 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 really just just driving value. And all creativity is is seeing something that somebody else can't see. So so many properties we've purchased. And they're like, Evan, why are you buying that? Why are you buying that? I'm like, just just wait. Just give me a little bit of time, and uh, we're gonna turn this thing around. For example, the property we're in. This sure this property. And it um, is beautiful, man. You guys did a great job with that. Yeah. I appreciate it. Let me see if I can, nah, you get the, you get the general idea. Oh, look at the open kitchen. Now, what, what do we call that type of ceiling? Is there a name for that? Like that pointed? Um, maybe, maybe vaulted exposed beams. Beautiful. Um, beautiful. Yeah. Really nice. So, yeah. So I remember I, I actually, um, I walked through this property with my mom after we were already under contract and we walked sure. in and a, a pipe had burst and there's a bunch of water in the basement and I was like, Evan, don't buy this. I'm like, sorry, it's too late. I'm pulling the trigger. <laughs> so, I love, I love when you bring mom to the walkthrough. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, you know, that, like, like, like this was like a nice moment. Like, Oh mom, check out what I'm doing. And there's 12 inches of water in the basement. There's a pipe. Burst. <laughs> didn't go um, yeah. Yeah. But it's stabilized now. Um, this is a, this, this, Home is about 24 by 23. So, okay. you know, not anything crazy. Um, 40 foot um, marble slab that actually came with it. And just this property alone will probably gross around $60,000 in Airbnb. Um, and then next door, came, it, came, it came with two different parcels and a pool next door. Um, that's a more of a farmhouse that will gross about similarly about 65,000. So these two homes that we purchased four hundred thousand, it will gross about one hundred and twenty thousand uh, in the first fiscal year. Um, Unbelievable! And 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 it, it appraised for uh, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So you know, if you minus all expenses, so essentially a quarter million dollars of value creation just by buying sure. something. It's like, you know, Unreal. that was a lot of, that was like a full year of work for me. You know, you got, you got, you got to close, you got to close a lot of deals as a real estate agent yeah. to be looking at, to be looking at that type of revenue. So I, I yeah. can certainly uh, understand why you went uh, in the direction that you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's just talk a little bit about kind of like how you got to where you are. You know, have you always had this entrepreneurial spirit or is this kind of something that you've developed along the way? I think so. I think, um, it's funny, you know, as, as a kid, you know, obviously the typical stories, you know, selling lemonade, stuff were, like that. Were you that kid? Were you the selling lemonade? Oh, yeah. Kid, uh, yeah. I was walking around town with the, um, I walked around town uh, with a squeegee and, and Windex and I'd go up to local businesses like, hey, can I wash your windows? It was actually very lucrative. Um, that so I did that for a while. Yeah. And my first job. I was working at a plant nursery and that was like no tips, just straight job, like, Love like it. planting plants out in the sun all day. And that was really the, 
that was the most job I ever had. I'm like, I do sure. not want to do this. I was 13 years old. I'm like, this sucks. I'm up at 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So, so the next job I got was at a restaurant and it's still a job, but it's a little bit more entrepreneurial. You, you know, For you get sure. tips and, you know, you can meet connections, stuff like that, a little more social. I'm like, okay, I like this a little bit more. Um, and then, so, and then I had one other job in between that was a cart boy at a golf course. Again, the tip. Oh, I love it. Yeah, just just finding small ways to get extra dollars out of people and, you know, just just customer service. And Excellent, then um, moved to New York, um, dropped out of college after one semester or after two semesters. Sorry. Um, and so it's on real estate. And um, at a certain point, it's just your point of no return, like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go to college. Like that's just not gonna happen. Sure. So I, I sure. am a person. I have to eat what I kill. I have to drive value. Otherwise, I'm out of business. So 100%. at this point, it's just in my blood. That, just let's dive into that season real quick. To leave college after after yeah. one semester, where you just realizing like you know this type of nine to five job thing that everyone around me is kind of you know going for is just not the path for me. Or like, what did that decision look for you? Uh, yeah. Like? So. I did two semesters at Hudson Valley and I told, you know, my parents as a way to be like, all right, let me move to the city. I'm going to continue sure. my education at Borough Manhattan Community College. So I went for two semesters uh, upstate. Wow. You're really jogging the archives. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm digging in deep here. I need yeah, to this know is, exactly this is research. You know, why, 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 how did Evan get to be who he is today? And what, what yeah. were the decisions that, that got yeah. you to this point? Yeah. Good, good, good question. So I did. Because you know, there's, there's probably some people out there that are in college right now, and they're wondering, yeah. is, is this yeah. for me? And like, should I just drop out and, and forge my own path right now? Well, and look, if you do that, you have much less. You have closed a lot of doors. That's for sure. And sure. and um, you know, there's a variety of jobs that need college, and I think college is great for meeting people. But the reason, I guess, the the the, the needle on the haystack, or not the needle on the haystack, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Let's call it that. Sure, let's go with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was in um a public speaking class. Okay. And then um, people were like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to accomplish? Well, after you graduate, and one kid was like. I want to form an LLC and I wanted to be, I'm like, dude, that takes like 10 minutes. You don't need a college degree to do that. <laughs> and then, and then, so that I'm like, all right, whatever, maybe you didn't know. And then the next person was like, I want to make six figures. And like the whole class was like, Ooh, like it was in this 2015. So 2016 sure. simpler times, sure. but the whole class went like, thought it was the craziest thing. And I was already making six figures. And I'm like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? This is not yeah. my room. I yeah, this it, is man. not my speed. Um, so that was it, it. Yeah, it took well a while for my mom to understand it, but this is how I quantified to her. So, graduating twenty thirteen, right? I would have graduated sure. with an with an undergrad in twenty seventeen. Um, I then would have been probably not satisfied with the job prospects. Let me go back to college. Would have gotten yeah. a master's. Would have graduated in twenty nineteen. I'm then <laughs> whatever twenty twenty four. So look, I graduated 2019, making probably good money as a master's student, maybe. Then sure. COVID hits in 2020, I got fired. So it's like <laughs> I could have either done that or spent six years building a business and like building an empire. I think I think even mom can appreciate that timeline for sure. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure she understood. <laughs> um, you know, let's just talk quickly kind of about, you know, work ethic. You know, I think to build 
what you built, you know, work ethic is obviously a massive part of the equation. I, I think a lot of people out there, you know, they have these big goals, they have these big dreams, they don't take the action on them. And sometimes I think it equates to just pure laziness that holds them back. Um, have you always been a very hardworking guy or was this kind of a skill that you had to teach yourself along the way? Um, you know, I, I, I look at the, uh, some other jobs out there. And I'm like, wow, I'm really happy. I'm not doing that. Let me do sure. more of this. So I don't have to do that. You sure. Know, I remember whenever we'd, uh, I'd be driving in my, with my dad on a real like rainy day and there'd be someone digging a ditch. My dad's like, you know, go to college or you'll end up like that. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, don't want to be doing that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate to do what I get to do and I'm, I'm, you know, very, very lucky. So, Yes, I guess I, I, I work hard, but I think a lot of it is just doing one thing for um, an uncommon amount of time. Just just keep pushing, keep going, keep going. So many people are going to say no. So many people, you know, that shit happens all the time with these with, with, with you know, own, owning homes. Uh, sure. The electrical sure. Will, will go out and you have a guest checking in 12 hours or um, wh- wh- what else? I mean, there's, there's just a number of things, but um. I'm just, I'm happy to be in the seat I'm in. And I guess what motivates me is, you know, I don't, there's a lot of things that I don't want to do. And I like this an awful lot. I love it, man. I think that's good. So, you know, kind of like seeing that other people are doing jobs out there, like, you know, real grunt work, physical labor type jobs. And like, you know, like not even to that level, it's just like, or just have a job in general. Right. That you don't want to go to every day. Yourself as well. You know, you're, you're an entrepreneur. It's like, I, I, me personally, I just will do anything not to do that. I will do anything I, not to have a job. I, I, I mean, I love that. I mean, but do you ever feel a resistance to work? Do you ever just get up and you say to yourself, you know, I don't want to talk to all these contractors, follow up with all these deals and, you know, and do everything that I'm supposed to do. And is there anything that you do or say to yourself to kind of fight through that resistance and laziness, or is that something um, that you don't really experience too often? No, I mean, dude, trust me, there's a lot of days I do not want to talk to people, but like a lot of times I've been back against the wall. There's, I'm at the point of no return where I have to keep right. pushing myself forward. And it's like, if you're not failing, you're not trying, you know, that, 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 that's a quote I, I repeat to myself a lot. If you're not failing, hundred percent. Sure. So yeah, like dude, a million percent, but at the same time, and I could be better at this as well. And I've been practicing, practicing this lately. It's like, you know, if you spend less time on other ventures, like if you spend, if you're on, if you're on TikTok and Instagram and all these things that are sapping your dopamine all day, sure, then you're really not going to want to talk to these people. But if you're kind of bored and you're, 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 you're restricting yourself, um, you probably, maybe you might not mind talking to these people or doing these tasks because you have, you have some, 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 some dopamine, you know? Yeah. No, listen, I'm a big believer in, in dopamine and its ability to kind of, you know, drive us to take action. Let's, let's dive down that rabbit hole real quick for a second here. Do you do anything to avoid that, that uh, dopamine rush? Like, do you avoid uh, maybe like, you know, drugs and alcohol television? Do you try and limit your social media? You know, all these things that kind of flood our brain with dopamine in an unnatural way, or, or do you try and limit those things? Yeah. No, definitely. And, and I could always do a better job, but, um, today actually, yeah, no, tomorrow, tomorrow I will be a year sober. Wow. Um, That's unbelievable, man. Yeah. How how long are you, by the way, where are you at? I haven't had a drink in about three and a half years. Yeah. That, 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 that's when I pulled the plug on, uh, on the booze train myself. And, um, 
you know, I, to me, I would say anyone out there who thinks alcohol might be holding them back even a little bit, take 90 days off. And I think at the end of that 90 days, you'll know. And, and there's a good chance that you may never turn back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, 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 that's a big one. Um, How about social media? So do, you try, do you try and limit your exposure to it? Like how many hours a day does Evan Rugen spend scrolling through TikTok or Instagram reels? Yeah. Being honest. I mean, I, I, I for the last few months, I've been sort of loosey goosey about it. I haven't been paying attention too much. It's like on TikTok, for example, for the last month, we've been going viral, like very frequently. hundred so percent. Yeah. I've been checking it a good amount. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it, it's, it's, it's hard to look away when I think, I think this month we got 3 million views. So it's like, it's hard to put down the phone when you, when you're, when you're, you know, have that much input coming in. Um, but I, I try to turn off the phone an hour before I go to bed. I, I really, when I wake up in the morning, I try to not look at it. Um, cause it, it just sort of sets the tone for the rest of the day. Sure. It's like a reactive tone. You know, you're yeah, reacting exactly. to the world as opposed to really setting forth a plan. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, let, you, as you said, you're, you're drawing somewhere between two and three million views a month right now right. on social media. So let's just dive into that super quick. Um, you know, what does your social media process look like? Are you jotting down ideas as they come to you on a daily basis? Are you a believer in batching your content? Um, you know, what do you think has allowed you to grow on social media, you know, as quickly as you have? Yeah. Um, a lot of my content is very organic, at least on, on, on TikTok, okay. um, which is, which is what naturally does the best on that platform. Okay. Um, so I sort of just follow like three rules. Um, you want to inform and entertain at the same time. So sure. you don't want to be too educational and you don't want to be too, um, you don't want to be too, uh, 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 just, just cracking jokes. If you can okay. do a cross section of the two, for example, when I talk about rent-stabilized apartments in New York City, those videos always perform extremely well, and I, I get incredible engagement. I think okay. the last um, vacant apartment video I posted got about a quarter million views, and I think we're up about 1,000 followers, which is a very good ratio. Some yeah, videos are yeah, purely humor. It will get like a quarter million views and like 20 followers, or right. if it's too educational, it will get no views and no followers. Sure. So we want to have a cross-section of the two. Like um, number two is, yeah, you want to visualize what the top comment will be. You want okay. to visualize what user 6646 will say, like, oh, like, you know, they always call me Walmart Charlie Puth. Like, look at Walmart Charlie Puth spitting game again. <laughs> um, that's an incredible moniker. Who who coined that one? That, I, like, that's I, I don't know. The, 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 the TikTokers <laughs> have, like, grabbed it. Now it's theirs. Like, that's oh. the way Oh my God. Um, God bless you. That is yeah. huge. That's huge yeah. for the brand. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Walmart, Charlie Puth right here. Um, oh or maybe honestly with the captions spell something wrong. Um, sure. my, my buddy, he bought a fake rat and he was doing a day in the life and he just started off the video by him stepping on a rat and not saying anything. And like all the commenters were like, yo, you just stepped on a rat. Like what the fuck? Like, and, and he just, just kept recording. He's like, sure. oh, New Yorkers be like, just stuff like that. Um, I love it, man. So it's so super organic. Now, do you, do you spend any time kind of researching the trends, trying to hop on the trends? Or is it just kind of like you think of something and you start filming? I've really just been ripping lately. I really just haven't, even, just been, let it rip. haven't <laughs> even been looking at the trends. <laughs> Maybe it. I'll swipe a little bit to find some trends, but um, not, 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 not as much as I should. And another great uh, tip for you, do you use, um, I think it's called SnapTick. I've, I've heard of it, but I, I don't know. It's like trending sounds. Does it tell you what the trending sounds are? 
I'm sure that's a utility of it, but what I use yeah. it for is I re so you can copy your link and put it in there and it repurposes it without the TikTok logo. So you can put it on oh, any platform. Oh, I love it. So you record a majority of your content directly into the TikTok app. And oh, then yeah. you'll and then you'll use an app to take the logo off and then you can repurpose yeah. it to Reels or YouTube Shorts is a great place to get some yeah. views right now. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I um honestly a lot of our old videos too that went viral, like 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 I can probably pull this up um a lot of our videos from like months ago we've reposted it and they're doing extremely well that we already posted you know that's um, pretty interesting and i think that's yeah. something a lot of people don't do they feel like they post a video once don't post it again but you do hear some of these instagram coach gurus saying you can yeah. absolutely repost popular posts i mean because yeah, people you don't know. remember like we had a post about the saunas i reposted it I initially posted it last year about opening up again and we reposted it last week. I got 112,000. Um, another one about Halloween from last year, got 50,000. Um, and a lot of the information sometimes isn't correct, but again, that evokes the comments. Sure. And the comments yeah. are gold. The comments will, will get that pushed out to more people. Exactly. Um, exactly. That, that, exactly. that, that's pretty fun. My most viral video ever got like 4 million views. And I think a big That's reason insane. that it, I've never I gotten 4 million. A, I think That's a big crazy. reason it got 4 million was because I spelt your wrong. I used yeah. the, the wrong, the wrong version of your, and it was like, you know, 500 comments of people making fun of me about using the wrong your, and, <laughs> and I'm sure that's what actually got it pushed out even more. No, definitely. I'm on um, low battery. Let me grab my charger quick. Brad. Sure. So, sounds good. You are such a good listener, man. I think this podcast is going to be huge. I, I appreciate that, Evan. I appreciate you taking the time to be on here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just a couple more topics before we wrap up. I, I think already people are going to be able to get a lot of value from this. Um, yeah. You know, let's just talk about, you know, using time efficiently and effectively. You know, I, I think anyone doing big things on this planet is using their time well. Um do you have, a, are you a more of like a to-do lister or are you more of like a time blocker? Like how do you organize your time on like a daily and, and, you know, weekly basis? Oh yeah. I mean, right here, I'm definitely a, a, a to-do to lister. I will um, usually take about 15 minutes, set the alarm and just turn off everything and just write down, let my mind just run aimlessly of what I need to do today. And I'll write down it. everything. And then I'll try and accomplish as many of those things as possible per day. Okay. So that's how you start your morning. You, you, you shut everything down. You, you actually write them at freehand. It looks like onto uh -huh. a notepad. Yeah. And, and then, and that's your day. And then you're just going yeah. straight through that list and that's the yeah. goal. And I guess the next day you probably look at your list from the previous day, see things that you didn't get done. And I'm assuming they get added to today's list. Exactly. Yep. You know, I love it. All the, all the, the complicated apps out there and, and to-do list platforms. And, you know, sometimes just the old pen and paper is the most effective. Thing. A pen and paper, dude. Oh my God. If I, if I could give a tip to anyone, get, get a really good journal. I've probably burned through 10 of these just like, I don't know. I don't even know what this is. I don't know the size, but get a journal. that's a little bit bigger so you can actually write out your thoughts. Um, nothing like, like paper, you know, pen to paper. Um, and just, you know, I express myself better via word and just getting things on paper so you don't forget them.
Um, sure. I sure. always I, have, always will have my notebook with me. I love it. And honestly, that's true. I mean, boy, I, almost every time we've ever gotten together for lunch or a meeting or anything, you have had some sort of journal or notebook with you for And I'm almost notes. scared to bring it outside because it's like so critical. There's so much good content in here that I don't like leaving at the house sometimes. But for you, Brett, I, I bring it out. <laughs> well, it's much appreciated, my friend. Yeah. Um, so just a couple more things. I just think, you know, you're really providing a lot of value for the audience right now. And, and you know, yeah. things that they, they can actually use. Um, do you believe in work-life balance, you know, or do you think that anyone looking to make a massive impact on this planet has to be solely focused on their mission with the majority of their waking hours? I mean, look, like, it really depends. You know, I, I, it depends on what business you're in. For example, I have a lot of friends that are software engineers sure. that, um, you know, they're very, very gifted and they're launching businesses and they're not, it almost, they're just doing it out of thin air and they're not, you know, they, they can almost, they, 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 they can do a lot. But for me personally, how I best operate or what I tell myself is like, live a few years, like most won't. So you can live the rest of your life. Like most can't. Like sure. I'm in the building stage. That's why I'm sober. I never had an issue with drinking. Um, that's why I don't really, you know, smoke marijuana or do any drugs is like, I have a rare opportunity to create this thing right now and create multi-generational wealth. Um, because I know at some point I'm going to want to have a little, little one, like, uh, like, like you and, you know, have a family and <laughs> For um, sure. I just don't want those to mix. You know, I don't want to, I don't want it to be the time where I'm ready to have a kid. Um, and I'm not able to, because my finances or my, 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 um, my career isn't where I want it to be. And it's like, the way I look at it is when you have a kid, you're no longer the most important person in your life. Sure. So, that's absolutely true. Yeah. So when I, when I have that kid, I just, um, which again is not even on the horizon. I can't get a date off a calendar. Don't worry about it. But, <laughs> but when that time does come, I want to be you know ready. So would you say a majority of your waking hours right now, like your mind is pretty much focused on building the fund? I mean, a lot of people have distractions in life. They're thinking about sports or fantasy football or this or that. Would you say that your a majority of your waking hours are laser focused on, on building the company right now? Yes. Yes. I don't really think about anything else. It's yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I mean, and I think that's really the key. You know, that's why you've been able to build it as quick as you have. It's laser like focus. Yeah. 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 Just, 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 there's so many variables moving. There's so many check-ins. Like it's, yes, you have to outsource, but at a certain point it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the controller of a lot of different, of a lot of different variables right now. So just, again, another reason why I stopped drinking alcohol, I don't want to look back at my life and wonder what if, what would have been different. So sure, um, sure. yeah, just, just giving it my all right now. Cause there's, there's a lot of people relying on me. And I think that's probably a, a big reason too that you're able to get up and take such massive actions. You have so many people relying on you right now. There's yeah. almost no option. Yeah. Um, like, do you think it's important to put a little pressure on yourself from like, even from a financial perspective, like investing heavily in yourself and your business, or perhaps even a little bit more than you should be betting on yourself, so to speak, like maybe making a hire early on, you know, things like this, like, did you do anything like this or do you think it's important for entrepreneurs to play it safe with their finances? Or do you think they really should invest heavily early on and kind of put a little pressure on themselves, light a little fire underneath their butts? Yeah. I mean, that's again, sort of a relative question. I would say for me personally, I don't really come from a lot financially speaking. So sure. like, like Kobe Bryant said, um, 
his dad said to him, he's like, dude, like, you know, I don't care what you do. If you don't make it a basketball, I'm still going to love you. And they, they gave him the ability to fail. So even if I was a janitor, my parents would be pumped, you know? Sure, so sure. I have the ability to fail. And it's like, I didn't come here with, with anything. So like, you know, I don't really have any, um, any expectations, you know? I, I love it. You know? So it's like, I, I, I really, you know, I came here with nothing, but I also have everything to gain. So I don't have like a, I don't have a, a lot of pressure from my parents or, uh, you know, prestigious, you know, financiers, like when sure. I was a, a chiropractor, my mom was a nurse, really blue collar upbringing, um, and, uh, had, had the ability to fail. I love it. What, what's the quote that you always say? I, I love it. It's the, there's two people in your, in your life that you have to make happy. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. I mean, again, I thought you were going to, I'll repeat both quotes, but, um, yeah, there's two people in your life that you to make happy. And that's your, you know, five-year-old self. Like think about your little, like yourself, like five years old, smiling, happy, sure. full of life, full of curiosity. Um, and then your 80-year-old self, you know, looking back on everything, looking back on life, like, did I take enough risks? Did I, should I have asked that girl out? Should I have moved to that, um, you know, that new place? Should I have taken that opportunity? Um, and then the two the two pains you'll suffer with for the rest of your life sort of a similar vein is the pain of um, uh, the pain of regret or the pain of discipline, but the pain of pain of discipline is like a paperweight and the pain of regret is like a cinder block because when you it's look back point. at it all in, you know, 30, 40 years, you know, I don't want to have that, that pain of regret. No, I think it's important to kind of make your decisions, you know, based on that type of scope of thinking, you know, right. think long-term when I'm 80 years old, Am I going to be happy with the amount of chances I took? You know, am I going to wish exactly like you said, I talked to that girl or I started that business or I really yeah. went for that dream. And I think right. we've all got a dream inside of our heads and our souls. And it's there. We can either ignore it or we can listen to it. And we can take action towards it. Exactly. And, and, um, and not everyone gets a chance to play this game of life. Not everyone has that chance to do that thing. So that's that's what I'm so um, fortunate for. Absolutely, man. I think we'll, we'll wrap up here on, on this one. And just, I really appreciate your time today, Evan. Um, you know, what would you tell people that are listening right now? They've got a big dream in their mind and their hearts, but you know, they're, they're feeling stuck. They're not taking action. Um, what should they do to get unstuck? I mean, a lot of it is distraction. A lot of it is distraction. I mean, if you're going to make any big decision in your life, I always say like, maybe go to a new environment, go on a hike with a friend, get, get out of the environment that you're in, you know, cause that there's a lot of, a lot of things in that environment that may be holding you down, whether it's your parents or um, just your friends, your family, just, just, just go somewhere else to make that decision. But also on a larger scale, like at the exact time, it's becoming more profitable to have focus and deep work less and less and less people can do it. Sure. There's a reason there's an Adderall shortage right now. <laughs> everyone seriously everyone's like oh i can't focus i can't focus yeah because you're on sure. tiktok and instagram every single day swiping and swiping and swiping your yeah. dopamine is depleted like of course you're not going to want to do hard work when you get literally the most stimulating things possible sure sure i remember talking to you during covid too i remember you read that book deep yeah oh you, you, you found you went off social media for, I think it was a month or two. Yeah. And then I think it was like shortly after that, that you really started taking massive action, you know, yeah. towards your current pursuit. Um, and I'm sure just that time out for you was pivotal in making that decision in, in your head and your heart and actually starting to take action, you know, big towards time, creating big, you know? Time, big time. Sure. Big time. So I guess my advice was, would be, you know, 
shut off the social media if you can for a little bit or at least limit your time. Get a notebook, write down what you want out of this life and go for it. Evan, awesome. Awesome stuff today. Where can everyone, you know, find you, listen to you, follow you and keep up with what you're doing? Yeah. So all socials are the same. Bowery, B-O-I, like Soldier Boy, Bowery Boy. Um, if you want to get crazy and have additional questions, not crazy, but if you, you also email me, Evan at LVL, just the letters LVL group NY. Um, Love it. Com. There it is. Hey, that was it officially in the books. Episode Ooh. one of doing big things. Thank you, Mr. Rugen. Can't wait to check in with you next year. Feel good. Feel good. I'm ready to do it again. Thanks, brother. All right, cool.